Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Ms. Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Cynthia Jones. And here's a bit about Cynthia, y'all. She is a cybersecurity professional who has been working in the industry for 15 years. She is pursuing her passion for helping high-achieving women develop their mindsets and work on becoming royalty. Cynthia is the founder of Royalty Mindset Coaching, an organization that high-achieving women to get out of their own way and ignite the desire they have within them so they can have and live life with purpose and passion in this show in this show our aim is to inspire you you have everything you need right now to start and aspire drawing inspiration from her story she is able to share with you the steps to success and today we're going to learn about how to grow your salary or profit margin and how to transition through careers and life because both of those can definitely coincide. So without further ado, please welcome Cynthia Jones to Gems. Hi, how are you? I am doing well, Cynthia. So good. before we jump into our segment of growing salaries, profit margins, and just overall transition, we're going to get to know you a little bit better so the audience can connect with you. So there are two options. We could break the eyes up front or play a rapid fire game that consists of 10 questions. Which would you like? <laughs> uh, I'll take the questions. Okie dokie. We're playing <laughs> rapid fire, y'all. Question number one. If you could have dinner or lunch with any person, living or dead, who would it be? Uh, probably... I have several, but for now, I'm going to go with Oprah. Okay. Question two, dream car. Mercedes Benz GLE 450. Ooh, nice. Question three, favorite color? Purple, purple and pink. Purple and pink, okay. (laughs) Question four. You get a all expense trip around the world. Money is no options, obviously, but here's the kicker. You just found out that they're not flying back to your home base for various reasons. Where are you going? Um, is it more than one destination? Just one. <laughs> Hawaii. Okay, five. You have, you have the ability to go back into time to give yourself one piece of advice. What would that be? You are courageous. Six. Favorite quote. Um, if I just posted this the other day, if you're, if you're telling yourself or you're hearing yourself 
say not to paint by all means paint. Mm, okay. I like the substance behind that. <laughs> Seven. If you could be a fly on the wall and listen to any conversation, whose conversation are you listening to? Warren Buffett. <laughs> Eight. Okay, here we go. So you have the ability to select any superpower. What would it be? <laughs> Love unconditionally. Okay. Nine. I don't know if that's a superpower, but <laughs> I was the Superman is the one that's the one superhero that I love, but I think love unconditionally because that's really a superpower. Everyone to love them unconditionally without expectations. Okay. Let's see. So nine. If you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be? Moving to England. The first day I landed there. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then 10, pass or play. So if you play, I asked you one last question. If you pass, you can ask me the host a question. So our roles will be reversed. Do you want to pass or play? I'll play. Okie dokie. So um, I know you're a mother mm -hmm. of two beautiful kids. So mm -hmm. What advice would you give to a new mother or new father? As, as much as it's hard to do, take all expectations off your children. Because when the child becomes in the womb, that's when expectations begin to be placed on the child. I don't think we intentionally do it but we do. So you start to say, oh, I hope they're smart. They should be beautiful. They should, you know, listen well, they should read, they should get all A's, you know, it just, it just naturally starts to flow. We start to try to mold our child from the time of conception. Meanwhile, God has the perfect blueprint for the child. And so if we can take the expectations that we have off the children and allow them to be the person that they are designed to be, the relationship would be so much better between you and your daughter or son. Awesome. Thank you for those words of wisdom. So thank you again for playing rapid fire with Genesis. <laughs> now let's segue into our topic, which is how to grow your salary or profit margin coupled with how to transition through careers and life. So why are these important to you? Because they're things I have accomplished. So in high school, I don't think, well, I know I wasn't voted most likely to succeed. I wasn't like on the Dean's list. I was, you know, very average and maybe even forgotten. So as I was going through life, I kept thinking, can I do these things? Can these things happen for me? Can I, you know, have a marriage and children and career and do all these things? And so I kept thinking I could not, but meanwhile, I was doing it and I was able to do it. So I know through preparation and planning and action taking, you can create the career that you are desiring because when I finished college undergraduate, 
I wanted to be a teacher. And then I thought, uh, by the time I finished, they changed the, I live in Virginia. So they changed the laws in Virginia that you no longer could teach with the bachelor's. You had to have a master's. And I was like, well, I don't want to get a master's. I want to work and get money. So I started working in a retail establishment. It was a grocery store. And I became, when I came in, I was like, well, I don't want to be just the cashier. I want to be district manager. So I started working my way towards that. And I ended up as assistant manager. But then eventually I had my son. And so I was like, well, this career as a uh, store manager, district manager requires a lot of time to the store. And I was like, I would much rather give that time to my family. So I was like, I need to do something else. And I was like, so what could that be? What could that be that ended up being computers? How did I come to computers? It was only by the in <laughs> spirit of God, the intuition. I was looking at, um, what do you call it? Because um, by that time when my son was born, I was a stay-home mom. So I was looking at commercials and I kept seeing these commercials about computers. And I was like, so what is this computer business? Meanwhile, I never went on the computers. I only thing I had was an email account that I never used. I never, I didn't know anything about computers. That was the furthest thing from the, my mind. But what kept coming in my spirit was computers. So I was like, okay, let me try this. So I found the school. I started going there and doing all the work because I said, if I could do this computers, I did, I did do a little research and the projection for that uh, uh, computer science was very well. It was saying like in 10 years, it's going to be, you know, one of the top professions in 20 years, it's going to be this, the salary is going to be increasing by this. So I was like, this looks like something, you know, very, that I could do very, you know, easily. So I went into it and I did, and I started and I wanted to be a system administrator. I was on the help desk. I did certifications for that. That quite didn't work out. I switched to cybersecurity. At the time I started, it was called information assurance. So I did that. And then I did a double master's in information assurance. And I started doing that. And then I was like, so I'm happy, but I'm not happy. What is going on here? Why do I feel like this? I've been able to work my way through this computer business here. And now I still don't feel very happy and confident about what I'm doing. And the Lord spoke again and said, well, you should start your own business. I said, me? That's the last thing I would ever want to do in life is have my own business. Who does that? Who wants to work that hard trying to get money? That was my whole thing too about money. Who wants to work that hard trying to get money and all these things and customers? I can't do that. I just rather do my job. And so uh, Holy Spirit spoke softly as, as he does and said, entrepreneurship is for you. Meanwhile, I knew nothing about entrepreneurship. So I agreed and started my journey with entrepreneurship. So transition has been something that I have been going through my life with, you know, the changes, the ups and downs. And I believe that that helps you grow, that helps you become uh, a better person that helps you learn new things because in each time I switched and I pivoted, I had to learn something new because I, each time I started from scratch as in not as in the skill set per se, because, you know, the skill sets you bring with you, but as in learning what to do with that new set of category, I had to learn it all again. <laughs> and so that has been my journey with uh, career transitioning 
and changing. And if I can change, anyone can change. You can do it. If you have that desire, because sometimes it's just something that's soft, the same, maybe computers or nursing or entrepreneurship. It's not going to be a forceful thing, soft-spoken, but if you follow along, it will take you to where you are desiring. So let's spend some time there. I'm going to um, ask a few questions. So you kept seeing these um, television commercials or infomercials whenever you were at home with your son, and it kept prompting you to computers. And you tried different things within the industry, but then you managed staying in that industry for 15 years, even though you weren't very happy. So for someone listening, they may ask, what made you stay for 15 years if you knew you were not fulfilled in that industry? Was it the money? Was it um, stability for yourself and your family? Or was I, it? I think, I think in the beginning, I was happy. I was happy to pursue it. I was happy thinking that this would change the life for my family, you know, would provide us a better living situation. It would provide me the opportunity to be with my son at the time, because at the time we only had the son. So it would allow me to be, uh, you know, fully engaged with him and giving him the life that I believe was necessary for him to grow into the young man that he is. And so, but as I was going along, I was so involved in, doing, you know, because I was new. So I needed to learn. I needed to get certifications. I needed to get a job. So I was very involved in doing everything that I had to do, but I was not clear on if this was the end all. I didn't realize that this was not going to be the end all until I reached the end all. <laughs> and I think that it's such as life. We're going through life and we think there's an end but there's not an end. This just a continuous journey that we're on. And as I was going through, I was very happy. I thought that this was going to be me. There's different levels that you could go through with uh, uh, computer science, information assurance, cybersecurity. And so I had envisioned myself being the CISO. It's like the uh, uh, certified information security officer. So that uh, uh, that's how I had envisioned myself rising, you know, to the top. But as I was scaling in that direction, I realized that me reaching that end goal was not going to fulfill me as I thought it was going to fulfill me in the beginning. Okay, because let's... of course, as the time changed, I began to change. Okay, so let's pause there because. You thought that climbing and scaling would have fulfilled you, but then you realized that it would not have fulfilled you for where you want it to go. So then whenever you heard that still small voice, that discernment or that intuition that mentioned entre entrepreneurship, why didn't you take the skills that you acquired from computer science and use that in an entrepreneurship journey? So what made you pivot again out of computers into coaching? And what type of coaching do you focus on? Okay. So what the, the again, the pivot is family. So I realized that if I'm going to be manager or, you know, program manager or, you know, overseeing a department, that's going to require a lot of time. That's going to require me to put a lot of effort into whatever organization I'm with at that time. So will that really allow me, because by this time we had our daughter. So our son was 11 and our daughter was just born. 
And so I'm thinking, so how much time am I going to be able to spend with her if I'm at this level? And the gap was too great. So when the uh, uh, spirit prompted me for entrepreneurship, it was the perfect idea for that situation because then that will allow me to be able to be with my daughter, drop her off at school, pick her up, take her to wherever she wants to go or needs to go. It won't be like this type of dance I'm always trying to do to make time for my daughter. I didn't want to make time for my family. I want to be able, if the time is needed, I'm able to take it you know, without any questions asked. And if I'm working for someone, of course, there's going to be a lot of questions on why do you constantly, you know, need to be off? We need you here. And if someone is paying you the salary, then you have to be there. But in my own business, I'm able to set the time that I need. So, you know, if I need to record on a certain day, I record on that day. If I have a prior engagement, I can easily schedule myself off and there's no questions asked. I know that I need to do X, Y, Z. So that is how the pivot came. And then I did take a lot of my skills with me from um, my computer science because, you know, you're learning, you're discovering information, you're uh, developing skill sets. Those are something that you will carry with you wherever you go. And with my coaching, I do personal development because what I learned is that even though I was going through thinking I'm growing into cybersecurity, what I was actually doing was developing myself. And that's why I was able to rise to where I rose to. And the only way I know that is because I keep like a lot of notes and I like to jot things down, uh, quotes. I like to keep a lot of quotes. And when I look back, even 13 years ago, uh, 14 years ago, the things I was writing, the things I was telling myself was for personal development. At that time, I didn't realize that was what I was doing. I thought I was growing my, my career, but actually I was growing myself. So we have to be able to grow ourselves in order to obtain anything. If you want more money, if you want a better job, if you want to start your own business, if you want to grow your family, whatever you're doing, you have to be able to grow yourself. Absolutely. So then um, your biggest proponent around pivoting was your family and just making sure your family was there, then your career was your career followed that. So then whenever you are thinking about people who are interested in transitioning their career, but they want to grow their salary or profit margin, what are some tips you would give to that individual? Self-development. So again, the only way I was able to grow my salary was through training and learning. So we'll take when I was on, I started on the help desk. When I was on the help desk, I acquired seven different certifications. Like I said, I was new. I didn't know anything about computers. So I was trying to know and learn as much as I could. So there's uh, different certifications you can get within the computer, depending on what you want to do, because there's so many different uh, topics, areas, uh, uh, expertise you can go into. So the system administrator, the expertise I wanted to go into required some certifications, especially if you didn't have experience. So since I didn't have experience, I thought I would supplement my experience with certifications. And then I thought, oh, I can really seal the deal by getting a master's in cybersecurity because then I can make myself stand out. And that's exactly what I did. So 
a lot of times I get a lot of questions about how did I do it? How did I arrive in this cybersecurity? How do I get job offers? How do people call my phone all the time? And when I tell them what I went through, they're like, oh, no, 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 there must be something different. There must be something easier. And I'm like, well, there's not. <laughs> I said, for me, that's the way I did it. I was a learning process and it wasn't any quick fix. As I, as you stated, 15 years, I would say a good uh, uh, 10 years was the learning, was the growing, was the getting the different certifications I need. There just wasn't any quick way for me. I, I don't know if that's the old fashioned way. I don't know if there's a quick way is what I tell people. I said, but this is the way that if you want to sustain yourself in this career that you're going in, these are some of the things you have to be able to do. Because if you don't have the experience, you have to be able to supplement that some way. There's no way around it. So you get certifications to supplement it. And I'm sure that's within any career. If you're coming into HR, if you're coming into nursing, if you're coming into wherever you want to come into, if you don't have the experience, you have to supplement that with something. Okay. So one thing I'm going to add here, because I spent 15 years in corporate America, but my background's oil and gas and energy, and I'm a millennial. So some of the ways that millennials begin to grow their salary is the art of negotiation. So you always negotiate your salary up front. You negotiate some of the perks, like there's a lot of companies that's giving equity and et cetera. So you may not necessarily have all of the credentials to check off that box in order to complete that job, but a lot of companies offer on the job training. So as long as they see that you're hungry and you're driven and you're a go-getter and they see that you have some knowledge, but maybe not all the knowledge, then that's one way that you could get your foot in the door. Also to networking. Networking is the biggest component. Um, that's a that's how I grew my career as fast as I did because I started at the bottom, not just once, but twice in my career. The first time it was imaging clerk. And when I left that company for after four and a half years, I was a manager in HSC, so health, safety, and environmental. Then the second time was with a Fortune 500 company. I started as an administrative assistant, went on to raw material coordinator. So sourcing all the raw materials for a chemical plant. Then from there, I was a trade regulations and compliance person with all the perks um, that the company offered. And then um, I got those roles because I networked and I made sure that I wasn't just doing my base job, but I was also doing stretch opportunities and activities where people outside of my organization got to know me for who I was, but they also knew the work that I produced. So I think that's also a key component because you can have a ton of certifications, but then sometimes you often get overlooked because people say, oh, she's overqualified. And you see a lot of people running up against that nowadays especially that we are now in the great resignation where people are leaving employers and they're going into the entrepreneurship journey because their salary is not capped. It's uncapped because no one can control the amount of money that they make. So that's one proponent. I want to encourage people to think about it from that aspect. Yes, and I think every industry is different, like with computer engineers, software engineers, and people in the IT field. Yes, you may have to have those certifications because you're working on certain projects that need you to have the business knowledge and acumen. But then if you're in another field, it you're going to get ahead by networking. So whenever you think about um, the salaries or whatnot, another thing I would like to think about is um, how is your salary competitive 
to your competitors? And do you have the metrics to show the employee that you're working with? This company over here is paying this, but this is what I'm making. These are the skills that I bring to the table. This is the knowledge I have. I think making making it plain and black and white can also give you a leg room to stand on. Would you like to add anything to that, Cynthia? Uh, no, that uh, that was clear. And um, sometimes when you are new, you have to have a way for people to even call you. So all the networking and all the negotiations, if your phone's not ringing, will not bring you what you're looking for. So again, it goes back to that being able to develop yourself because a lot of times, you know, the networking is good, but relying on people, right? So we have to rely more on God, which is inside of us to bring us the right people into our lives. That's what I believe. Because for me, it wasn't a lot of networking and things like that. It, for me, it was personal development. Okay. Yeah, so I, I can see both ends of the spectrum. Personal development is very key. And um, I would also say the networking is very key to me as well. Because um, a lot of my friends got a lot of their good jobs. Some work at Google, some work at Apple, some work at these other incredible companies. And they either got their jobs because they knew someone in a sorority, they knew someone in a fraternity, someone was already working in the company. So they pulled them in and et cetera. And I've seen that not just for the friends that I know, but I've also seen it from oil and gas where, for example, oh, you went to UT? Oh, great. I'm going to, I'm going to yes. go out to bat for you because yeah. they're alumni and there's a common connection there yeah. because I've been in on the other side where I've had the personal development. I had all the check the boxes, but I just didn't get that call. And then once they found out that I knew someone, then I got the call and I'm like, this is so weird. But then again, I also um, think that it depends on where you live, what state you're in, what country are you in? Because I'm in Texas and Texas is a very cliquish sometimes, or especially in oil and gas, they call it the good old boys club because it's male dominated. <laughs> and I think that you definitely have to be ahead of your game. You have to have all areas and be very well-rounded. The personal development, you have to be able to negotiate, you have to be able to network. And sometimes you have to play the game in order to fit in. But while you're playing the game, don't compromise your morals and your values to get mm -hmm. ahead. Okay. So stay yeah. true to who you are. Like me, I, I do believe um, in Christ, but then I also believe that, you know, faith without works is dead. So you could pray all day long, but if you're not walking it out and if you're not taking those leap of faith or, you know, if Jesus yeah. is over there telling you to come and you're not walking on water, then he's not just going to lay things out for you like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I agree. Let's, um, as we begin to get ready to wind down, what are some other tips that you would like to leave the audience with whenever it comes to overall growing your salary outside of that um, career transition and life transition? Because mm -hmm. when you become a mother, things change. When you Again, become a yeah. wife, things change. When mm -hmm. you become a widower, things change. Mm -hmm. There's so many different life challenges that we've seen from the pandemic and onward that has changed the way that people think about life and think about what their values are. Yes. Uh, what was the question again? So what are some tips that you would like to give 
regarding salary, career transition, and just overall life. Because I feel like these last few years, a lot of people have woken up and started to see the value that they have and what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for salary, I mean, I think you clearly said negotiation is very important. But again, you can't negotiate with what you don't have. So if you're lacking in experience, you're lacking in education, there's not much negotiation that you can do because the negotiation comes in when you can say, I've done X, Y, Z, I've have X, Y, Z, you know, according to, you know, uh, uh, comparable salaries, this is the going rate, things like that. So then you can begin to negotiate. And another good thing that I use for negotiation is before I even get on the phone with anyone to discuss my salary, I go ahead and I've done my work and I have a number already in my head because I'm not coming in there. You're going to give me something and then I'm going to try to debate now. Is that something good? So I go ahead and I do my research and I have the number that I'm expecting that person to offer me. And since I've started doing that, I get offered my number. So I don't have much of a negotiation to do because I've determined, I've predetermined how much you are going to pay me. I know how much it takes for me to, uh, uh, you know, pay things I have to pay to give my children the lifestyle I think they should have and things like that. So I go ahead and predetermine that. And one time I did have to take a job that was not giving me that amount of money because I was lacking in skills. So then what I did is I went ahead and I took the job. And within three months, I learned everything I need to learn to help me move on. And so I had uh, started applying to other jobs. I got another job that was going to give me the salary that I was looking for. But the job that I was at uh, valued my work so much that they increased my salary to match what I was going to leave them for. And on that same job I did, I, I got another raise because I went to a, a lead position. So again, I believe that once you begin to determine your worth, then the world will respond with what you are determining you are valuable for. So it starts from within. So I never go into negotiations without knowing how much they are going to pay me. And like I said, I haven't missed it too much. I don't go back and forth too much because that's what I get when I say I'm going to get. So that's one good tip for negotiations. And the other one is, like you said, you negotiate with the people. You say, this is what it is. I believe I'm supposed to get this much. And don't be afraid if they say they can't pay you to say, okay, that's fine. I know someone who is going to give me what I value myself to be. Absolutely. And as we wind down our segment, leave the listeners and viewers with your call to action. What do you want them to do once they hear this segment? What steps do you want them to take so they can have their personal development outside of listening to their intuition, outside of knowing their worth or whatnot? Let's give them something that is going to make them bust a move and take a leap of faith. So I believe that everyone has a desire. Everyone has something inside of them that they are desiring, that they want to see happen. Everyone is different. Everyone has a unique gift. So I can't say what it is you are desiring, but I believe whatever it is, is for you. And it's not going to lead you 
to a place of disappointment. Rather, it's leading you to a place of happiness and appointment. So whatever that is that you are innately desiring, begin to write it out. You create a vision with that. And when I say a vision, we're talking about a vision of five to 10 years. You create that vision. And when you're creating the vision, you don't put limits on it. You don't put limits on yourself. You do it in such a way that it's a big dreamy vision. And from that vision, you begin to set goals and from those goals, you begin to take actions because nothing is going to happen without actions. I mean, sometimes when we look at some of these big people, we're thinking, how did they do it? The Jeff Bezos, the uh, Microsoft Bill Gates. When I read their stories, they were very, very ordinary people like you and I in the beginning, but they had this hunger. They had this thing inside of them. Steve Jobs is another one. They had something inside of them telling them that this was going to be great. And by all means, they begin to pursue it, but they didn't just pursue it in thought. They pursued it in action. I read where Bill Gates was spending about 80 hours trying to develop this Microsoft a week. He was in college and aside from college, he would spend additional 80 hours plus trying to develop this Microsoft. No wonder Microsoft is like it is today. Yes, absolutely. And then Cynthia, those are just all amazing tips. It's mainly just connecting back to who you are at the core. And I like to say mind, body, and spirit. And then once you have that full alignment, then begin to walk it out. And then I will say a, a quote from Habakkuk 2 and 2, write the vision and make it plain. Because that lets you know that without a vision, there is going to be discord. There's going to be disconnect. So just like you envision that dream car, that dream house, envision what you want your life to be. And what you want your life to be, is that how God wants you to operate? Is that God's plan for you? And how does it make you feel whenever you think about it? Does it make you feel happy or does it make you feel disgruntled? Because if it makes you feel disgruntled, there's obviously a misalignment there. So really be intentional, use that spirit of discernment, use that intuition and really gain that alignment. So Cynthia, how can our listeners and viewers connect with you, share your social media handles and your website? I'm at on Instagram at Royalty Mindset Coaching, and my website is Royalty Mindset Coach. Amazing. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Cynthia Jones. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. You can see our, all of our videos over on YouTube by typing in at gems with genesis amaris kemp and lastly but not least we wouldn't be ranked in the top three percent globally out of 2.8 million podcasts without your continual listen listenership and support so we are looking for brand sponsors space is limited but you can find out more information by heading on over to my website which is genesisamariskemp.net so you can see how your products and services could be heard right here so until next time peace love and lots of blessings have yourself an amazing day and go take that challenge connect with yourself whether you need to put your phone away and really spend 30 minutes to an hour mind mapping and listening to that still small voice 
Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.